0: And one of the things we talk about is if we don't give effort, if we're not recognized for effort at University of Oklahoma, then I'm a con man and they're a fraud.
1: All right, guys, welcome to the Oklahoma Breakdown podcast brought to you guys by SB Nation's Crimson and Cream Machine. I'm your host, I'm Robbie, and joined by my co-host, Jack Shields. We're on like a three-week hiatus. We're back. We're not sick both, as, not yeah as both sick,
0: I guess. sick uh, not with what you might think uh, luckily, yeah. but uh, it's mostly the Bradford pear situation uh, giving me chest congestion but now I'm good to go.
1: yeah I had the I had the flu the first week the second week I mean still so I still have somewhat of a cough but like the second week like I would just wake up in coughing fits and like be keeled over in the shower because I was yeah. coughing so much
0: yeah, it sucks. It's bad man. It's this is the second time this year that this has happened to me. It's like
1: I I have had Test the congestion flu.
0: sucks cuz it takes forever yeah. oh to my get goodness. over it. Unreal. Like, like you spend so much money
1: on Mucinex. Yeah. I've got like 3 bottles of it, man. It, it's absurd. Right like and I, I just felt so weird for the past 3 weeks and uh, just able to now sit down, do a podcast. Um and man it's it's been it's been a wild three weeks and really even just a wild two days because now instead of talking about like the flu, you know, because I had flu type A, which is like the, the doctor say, the, the doctor told me like, oh, if you got the flu vaccine, it didn't matter because this is a strain that we couldn't test for. I was like, oh, okay, well, that doesn't, all I'm all right then. I've had the flu three times in my life. Now the name of the game of everything, even on the ticker, it's on, this is it's on the ticker more often than sports are. Oh yeah, is the coronavirus, and just today the NCAA, squeaky shoes, shooty hoops, basketball, no fans, just essential personnel and some family members for each team going into these tournaments, and I was unclear if that meant. Also, the NCAA tournament, I think it does. Yes, yeah, it's the NCAA tournament. And so um, they're giving 125 tickets per team is the last thing I saw.
0: Yeah, and that's mostly support staff and families. Yep.
1: And so Mark Emmert came out and said NCAA is looking to move the Final Four out of the Mercedes-Benz Stadium into a smaller venue in Atlanta. That
0: makes sense because there's not going to be anyone there, and that place seats a about 80,000
1: people. Yeah. Regional sites can be moved from current scheduled arenas to smaller venues in the same cities. The plan is to keep sites for the first round as is. I, on a scale of 1 to 10, how freaked out are you about all this?
0: Uh, <clears throat> five, or, 5 or 6. 5, really? 5 or 6. I mean, that doesn't mean I'm not, like, concerned.
1: Right, of course. It
0: just means I'm not like, Oh my God, we're all going to die.
1: I, I'm there. I'm, we're going to die. There? I'm, I'm freaked out. 100%. Do you think
0: that's partially a little bit of your personality and disposition? Yes. And also okay, just there because I
1: had the flu. Okay. There you go. I'm like, like I worry about things a lot. Like I may like come on the podcast and put a front on and be Like, Oh yeah, we should win by this much. But secretly underlying, I'm like, Oh my God. Oh, you's totally going to fuck this. Like the Texas game. Like, Oh, they're going to turn the ball over eight times. Uh, of course that it's is, something it's, that it's, needs to be monitored. It's a situation
0: where steps should be taken. Yeah. It's not a situation where you should be drinking
1: bleach. <laughs> yeah, I'm drinking Gatorade, not bleach. It's blue, though, and I heard that. There,
0: there, a situation does not exist in which you should drink bleach, if I'm not mistaken. I guess you could say I, I that. I think that's true. I think that's objectively true, you might say.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. And so Lincoln Riley, just, just even a day ago right or two days a ago, lot's
0: changed in 24 hours said
1: not afraid of the spring game being canceled perception wise um uh, but that's up to Joe C, of course and then michigan who's having their spring game on the same day just canceled theirs ohio state i believe i just saw i think a week earlier yeah uh he he said this stuff
0: before theirs. the dominoes began oh, to course. fall
1: and like obviously today was a
0: big day for all of that yeah with uh, you know with what happened with these other spring games with the NCAA tournament with the Big 12 tournaments with, with the, the NBA, Thunder tonight with the I NBA mean, with that NBA. was a
1: little surreal it's it's just it's a whole bunch of just shit and of course you have the media sensationalizing a lot of things i don't know how to don't know how to talk about things like this and then but then you also have people that are ill-informed by saying things like i
0: mean this is something that the media should be talking about obviously course, I rightfully agree. i mean people need to be informed about this
1: but like people that say oh well the flu is more deadly
0: those people don't understand probability those are the people who think that total yards is a good metric for gauging
1: an offense it's like well the mortality rate is much higher but at the same time when we talked about this before the podcast uh yeah, you, know, you read all these articles that talk about how severe this thing can get, but most cases are mild, and most people do recover. But those that aren't are, they say, aging people and people with conditions like diabetes, of lung ailments, and all these other things. But it's still, it
0: concerning is concerning. As well. I
1: mean, that could knock out a lot of people within of course, that demographic. Of course, it can, and we don't want that, obviously. Right? Um, no, I. I almost got into some dark comedy about sitting, standing up and sitting down at football games, but I'm not. Um, but <laughs> everybody knows where I'm going with this. But after the first day of spring practice, Lincoln Riley says, hey, fantastic news. Spring game is going to be another night game, boys. 5 p.m. So kind of right because now it's been getting dark at eight o'clock because of the time change and stuff like that. Um, But the more impressive thing was they wanted to, and of course Oklahoma hasn't canceled their spring game yet. Now I'm saying not that they will, but they haven't canceled it. Um, But they they planned to unveil Baker Mayfield's Heisman statue in the stadium, Um, which is awesome. Wait, in the stadium? Yes, they said in the stadium, so everybody could see it. Oh, okay, gotcha. And um I could have sworn <laughs>
0: if they were just gonna unveil it in Heisman Park, but I guess they'll move it back out to Heisman Park yeah. or something like
1: that. What pose is he in? Ooh. I mean Is it generic? it's, is it it's generic gonna be one? generic. <sighs> it's gonna you know it will be. Even and even after even in the post David Bourne world it will be even post David Born and even I think I think I remember George Stoya asked Lincoln Riley this question. I can't remember which college football playoff appearance it was. I mean, it would have had to have been the last one for Baker Mayfield. Seventeen. Uh, yeah, because like Lincoln Riley himself said that uh, he would want to. Of course, it should be Baker Mayfield planting the flag. Yeah, it's iconic. It is iconic. Also, somebody just texted me and said one of the jazz players tested positive for coronavirus. I don't
0: think that's there was a fake tweet about that. Uh, let's hope it's that, not that real. let's hope that tweet is super fake. Yeah. Um, That's been going around. He's a mother faker. It's It's been fooling people. God, it's not real. I
1: hate people like Wait this. a minute.
0: Oh, wait. The it is real. This is from Shams. Shams? With the check mark. Oh, oh. Gobert was... has tested positive for coronavirus. <sighs> so it's still in the athletic and stadium. This man. This is from Shams.
1: He was just. His actual account. He was just joking about it. He, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. This, this man was just joking about it. He's like, oh i'm not afraid of the coronavirus he, and he touched all the mics in the room because he was joking about how s- not serious the coronavirus was <sighs> french people send this man to send him to back to france or something no that sounds bad just like <laughs> the, the pa announcer said you're all safe nothing's wrong just kidding You've been sweating around all these people and dapping all these dudes up. And all of a sudden, you're about to play a game. And you have Oklahoma City team trainers running to the tip off, basically, and saying, no, 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 no. And uh, that's, that's, God, bro. (laughs) Are you kidding me? Yeah. That's, like, what do you say to that? What do you say to that? Like breaking news on the podcast. Ugh,
0: I'm 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 at a loss for words.
1: The Jazz should have to forfeit that game then. OKC four seed. I mean, I already hated
0: Rudy Gobert. Right,
1: but. right. I didn't. I didn't need any more reason not to dislike the man. And then like he jokes about it, and now him and Emmanuel Mudiay and a teammate of his probably has it. And you know what? I bet that entire team is now infected by it. That's crazy. Following
0: Rudy Gobert's positive COVID-19 test, the NBA is in an indefinite suspension. The NBA has suspended its season.
1: Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, of course. Oh, my God. It took one. The NBA was trying to avoid one player getting sick because then it would just trickle down. It took one. Oh, man. You got to talk some more football but like I, I just how do you that's unbelievable unbelievable and like brady traintham friend of the pod love the man he's a good guy um he tweeted out tonight something that was pretty i thought pretty pertinent um if this is great podcasting i'm I'm on my twitter looking for the tweet that i retweeted of his Uh, Brady says, I apologize for my words. This is fucking idiotic. Stop with the vagueness. Reveal what the unforeseen circumstances are so people can take measures to protect themselves and their neighbors. And because at the game tonight, they're like, oh, due to unforeseen circumstances, it's not bad. You have to leave. You're all safe. And then all of a sudden, it's, oh, by the way, this man has the coronavirus. And it's just like, it's unbelievable. now the NBA suspended. Unbelievable. That's crazy to me. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness, that's unreal. That's unreal. So after a brief uh, moment of pausing between me and Jack deciding before we should carry on because it's just like 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 Jack's like you just said, off air, there's a lot of moving parts to this now, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, when these dominoes begin to fall, obviously other dominoes begin to fall. The NBA season on <clears throat> indefinite suspension. This is going to... Co- I mean, I know obviously the only confirmed case is in the NBA, but you have to think that other leagues are going to start taking precautions. I wouldn't... The NCAA, they previously announced that there would not be fans attending these games. I would not be surprised even though it's completely unrelated to what happened in the NBA yeah, yeah. for them to cancel the League Championship tournament. Yeah, I, I I I I'm not saying they should. I'm saying that right now in the current climate,
1: oh yeah. they might. I I, I really I, think they will. I I I don't disagree with that. I mean, all of a sudden it goes from like oh just no fans, just essential personnel to Literally, within within minutes of each other, oh, Tom Hanks has coronavirus. Which, and his
0: wife, Rita Wilson, who's a very talented yeah, yeah. woman in her own right.
1: In which I've been saying, it might take somebody famous in the United States for people to take this a little more seriously uh, for this to happen. And then, literally minutes later, you get a uh, Sharania and uh, Adrian Wazernowski both saying, oh, by the way, uh, Rudy Gobert, who had joked about it, Touched every mic in the media room about coronavirus. Um, he tests positive. Like before the game this evening in OKC, you had Thunder staffers, medic like medical team, like running to the court and saying, "Hey, like there's some concern." And now this concern is, I don't think they're overreacting. I think they're acting appropriately after seeing what else has gone gone on in inside other developed countries like Italy and stuff like that. Like, yes, I know somebody's gonna say, Oh, but most of these cases have been mild. Um
0: and apparently Gobert is feeling good right now, yeah, which is good. But I mean course. obviously we're a little mad at him right now, but and, and like he might feel good and like
1: and he well,
0: and yes, yeah, sometimes the symptoms lay dormant for a little bit. And you can still carry it and pass it on to
1: other exactly. people. Exactly. And that's what's scary. It's just it's it's unreal to me. And so yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they canceled all of this. Like they're telling universities right now to pack up and go home, uh, and just to get out of the dorms after this week. People, uh, universities are, uh, high schools in in the metro are like that are one to one that have devices. They are sending out like messages to students and parents and saying, hey, how many of you guys have internet at home in case we need to have school, but but electronically, you know. That's it's crazy to me that this is happening out of not of like people like of the wussification of America, but of out of an abundance of caution that people might want to have over something that is spreading rapidly that people don't have immunities to. So I, I think it's necessary. Uh, and it's like it's like how do you record? How do you keep on recording a podcast? Yeah, we, like we were debating,
0: you know, quitting recording just because there are so many moving parts right now, and we're hesitant to speculate on, of future events and things could. I mean, this is gonna. People who are listening to this are probably gonna hear it tomorrow morning. Yeah. So much can change between now yep. and tomorrow morning. So if there if something isn't up to date with this, forgive us because. A lot of this stuff probably happened of either course. while we were recording or...
1: Right after. Right after. Yeah, it happens. And so trying to get back to more, like, trying to get more focused on football talk, it's, it's just like Lincoln Riley at, in his presser, um, he says he really likes this grasp that Spencer Rattler and T- Tanner Mordecai have on the offense. And something that he's, he mentioned that I thought was very interesting and that I thought that I think was really strange as the season progressed was he really likes how Tanner Mordecai and Spencer Rattler have a grasp on the offense. Mordecai has it for two years. Rattler's had it for one. They felt like they were really force-feeding Jalen information, which is interesting because the first half of the year, he looked pretty good, and maybe yeah. it's because teams hadn't scouted him as much. They had, and, hadn't. What, and what they, he was they, they weren't the sure offense. what
0: to see out of Oklahoma's offense. Like, how much would it look like offenses from years past?
1: People but weren't really sure. In at the that second point. half of the year, they had scouted. They him had the book on and him. Yeah. Figured it out pretty quickly.
0: They realized that Oklahoma's offense was actually fairly limited in what it could do with him, and so. they
1: still were functional as hell. He, I mean, he's a he's a clutch
0: playmaker who galvanizes his team, and he. As many mistakes as he made, he also saved OU's ass on plenty, plenty of occasions. So. Yeah,
1: and, and especially that Baylor game. Yeah, that Baylor game was pretty. The second half important. after he had
0: put them in the hole in the first yep. half.
1: Yep, and it used, he had a good pro day today. Uh, of course, it's easy to throw against no defenders, yeah. and when you're not under a pressure. Um, but we'll, we'll we'll see what he looks like for the NFL draft. Um, Lincoln Riley also mentions Jamal Morris and Robert Barnes, previously safeties. Moving down to linebacker. The
0: Barnes thing is one of the least surprising developments I agree. of the offseason.
1: I agree with that statement. I mean, Barnes always reminded me of a defensive version of Alex Ross. Kind of yeah, stiff, yeah. stiff in the legs and in the hips. More so stiff in the hips, which as a linebacker, that's kind of important not to have. Um, but it's just, is this this is a depth move, right?
0: Oh, yeah, totally. Because there's no depth at linebacker.
1: And if Kenneth and Hell, they're
0: moving David Igwebu to no, inside linebacker yeah. when he was thriving on the outside last year, just out of necessity.
1: That's not good. And Kenneth Murray, had he come back, I doubt one of these guys moves. They said kind of Robert Barnes was a foregone conclusion. They thought 100 percent that um, he would end up at linebacker anyways. But Jamal Morris is a little bit of a surprise. And they said they identified these guys. <coughs> they identified these guys during like their stations in Hell Week. As far as like, oh, this guy could probably play linebacker. This guy could probably play linebacker. Right now, they're operating with Caleb Kelly at as as at the mic, and so you're figuring out, okay, is it going to be Deshaun White? Is it going to be Brian Asamoah? Is it going to be somebody else who plays the other inside linebacker position? I think Caleb Kelly is at the mic just strictly because he knows the defense and he's the most senior leader. And I would expect him to be at Big 12 Media Days. Um, But I thought Lakin's comments on weed were most interesting when he talks about...
0: It was pretty thoughtful, too. Yeah. It was very thoughtful. Talking about how the way it's set up, you're able to sort of focus on helping the individual when they have an issue with alcoholism. Yeah. Perhaps you can't really do that. With marijuana, not that you necessarily need rehabilitation for marijuana or anything like that, but anyway, you can't really get as much transparency from the player because they're afraid of the repercussions. Yeah. So, I mean, and that's something that needs to change in our society as a whole, and in a way it has of Course, but there's still a long way to go, yeah.
1: And he, and he mentions like having a, a medical marijuana card and how that doesn't yeah. matter in the eyes of the NCAA, of course, and,
0: yeah, that's not surprising, but.
1: and all that other stuff. And he, he says all this and he brings up good points in 21st century, you know, athletics. Uh, this isn't you know, this isn't the 1990s anymore, you this isn't the early 2000s, like. The, the, the substance that people are getting suspended for is legal in several states, especially if you have a medical license. And it is to have generally
0: that. not seen in the same light as it was back then, of just course. publicly. It's not even like it, the public in general, especially, you know, under the age of 60. Now, granted, I'm not generalizing here because baby boomers statistically <clears throat> love dispensaries. Yeah, the white collar people can love them. It's legal. Yeah, they love it. But uh, anyway, attitudes—you know, especially in the younger generation—it's, I'd say, 60 and below, and even a lot of the people above it. But uh, yeah, it's—I mean, it's—it's not even a faux pas at this point anymore. Yeah,
1: I would agree. It's—it's—it's all—it's in it like in movies prior to. This generation, it's seen as a bad thing. Oh, he does. really yeah, well, and
0: I mean, it was sort of thing seen as the thing that like bad boys do and stuff like and that now and it's in just movies. Like, I mean, it's
1: what the average protagonist just does. Yeah, it's basis. just
0: sort of like it's it's you know it's treated kind of like, like alcohol.
1: Attitudes have changed, and it's and with that said, Ronnie Perkins is running with the ones right now. Yeah, and they feel very confident. Okay, okay, let me back up. I would say they would feel confident. With his appeal process, or else I don't think he'd be running with the ones. I think he'd be running with the twos or threes or scout, but I don't think he'd be running with the ones if they didn't feel confident at all in his in his appeal process. Of course. Um, that being said, out for spring, um, you have Trey Sermon, of course, with the ACL. You have Jalen Redmond, who not blood clots this time, yeah, which is a thank nice, God, thank God yeah. of course. It's his shoulder, which... Uh, Many of you guys saw it actually during the Big 12 title game. It happened way more times during the year. His shoulder keeps popping out. It happened a place. lot in that Big 12 title game uh-huh. and he was playing
0: his ass off in that game too. Yeah. The whole defense was. But
1: yeah, and I mean, he he's having surgery on that to hopefully fix that. Hope yeah, hopefully issue.
0: it's not the lingering issue. Hopefully the surgery fixes it. You saw what happened with Mike Hill Jones with yep. the same issue. Yeah. And he never really fully was able to get back into the swing of things oh, after having a pretty okay season, playing a, a decent role in that 2017. Big title
1: game, I think it was TCU. Where yeah, yeah, he catches he, it, pops his shoulder back in, and keeps going. Yep, like that's just unreal. Yeah, and so Theo Howard, the transfer from UCLA, who of course we knew he had some sort of Achilles tendon tear, didn't know if how severe because typically those things will keep you out for the entire year. and yeah. you're done. Well, according to Lincoln according to Lincoln Riley and according anyways, to Theo they uh, antheos yeah of course he said that not long after he actually re- uh, received the injury um that only out for spring and should be back during some time during the summer
0: that that's I mean if that's true that is fantastic news yeah. because he d- he does not have another year of eligibility because he's already he used a red shirt last year uh-huh. because of his injury so
1: We'll see how Def- that. I mean, out. And he
0: can play a huge role for OU too. He could fit in basically seamlessly into that slot role. So,
1: and I not also along with John Michael Terry, I believe Nick Benito's limited yes. this spring yeah, as well. Yeah, he's
0: limited. New number too, number eleven. <clears throat> and it'll look clean.
1: You know, honestly, John Michael Terry played really, really, really well in that edge position. The, oh, he the first was half the fantastic, year. and he was the one really keeping that side of the defense pretty in check. And then he goes out. You see a drop off in containment, and then Nick Benito, as the year went on, he was a really good player as well, bigger than John Michael Terry, maybe not as quick of the feet with with uh, with JM, JMT, but uh, definitely more than formidable as the season went on. Um, to you know uh, that what would be his first successful like starting spot, which is pretty unique. Yeah. Uh, but yeah those are guys out for spring so those are guys you wouldn't see at the spring game if it were to happen you know as of now it doesn't look likely but I don't want to speculate on wh- what will happen but going on to what Grinch because people are just going to focus on like what Lincoln Riley said but going on to what Grinch said I thought was a lot pretty interesting he said it was a nine day difference starting off he said last year it, you come in and you try to develop habits you try to get rid of bad habits And now you're no longer developing these habits, and you're more along the lines of growing into the system and raising the bar. And for this defense, what does raising the bar look like?
0: I would say creating more turnovers. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, that was... (laughs) What was the quote from Alex Grinch uh, a day or two ago saying that he was... Was it disgusted? Was that the word that he used to describe uh, the lack of turnovers last year? And, I mean, obviously they were doing the right things in order to create turnovers. They were doing a lot. They were playing aggressively. They were jumping routes. It just wasn't really happening for them. Yeah. But generally the defense played pretty well up until obviously that LSU game. But So, I mean, obviously I think Grinch's. He he has a fetish
1: for turnovers. He has yeah. a hard on for turnovers. Rightfully he so. He has a hard on
0: for turnovers and six foot two safeties. Can't I mean, blame him.
1: Rightfully so, like, because he he mentions like he feels like he maybe lost a little bit of credibility after coming in preaching turnovers, 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 and all of a sudden you forced like nearly basically the amount the same amount or less than the year before, but your defense was I mean your defense was so much better. It was more disruptive. You like and. Can you really blame Grinch for that? When you saw so many of those errant balls over the middle just get dropped? Can you blame Grinch for that, no. really? Because, I, 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 yes, I agree. The lack of turnovers is disgusting, like you said. But, like... I, th- Those are his words, not mine. He can't catch the ball for Buki. He couldn't catch... Of course not. The ball for Trey Brown in several of those situations where they hit them right in the stomach. Like that's not yeah. Small thing you can do about that. So like, I wonder what else they can do to ramp up turnovers. You know, I I I don't know what you can do there. Now, something that the coaches are excited about is Trey Norwood, and of course, they keep on mentioning, "Oh, look, did you see him during bowl prep? This guy's looking fit." Because, well, when you're yeah, when you hurt your knee like that, when you tear some ligaments and you're not able to run as much, you're not, and you're not playing football all the time and losing weight because. Believe it or not, folks, if you're unaware of this, they bulk up in the offseason, and a lot of these players, they are not their playing weight listed on, this, on the spreadsheets and on the rosters when you guys go see them play, because they lose weight during the year because they're practicing, 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 game, recover, recover, recover. There's not enough, they, they're losing weight, they're losing muscle, and they there's not enough time even in the bye weeks to recover that, so... Trey Norwood skipped all that and really bulked up. He looks like he added a good 10, 10 12 pounds listed of Listed at
0: 189, like, which is not a twig. <clears throat> that's big. Yeah. Like, he looks How How heavy was jacked. he, like, aside from what he was listed at when he came in, how much do you think
1: he weighed when he came in? Like, 160. When, when Trey Norwood came into the program, I bet he was about 166. Yeah. Uh, like, the last time we saw him play, uh, although he was listed at, like, 177 or something like that, I bet he's about 172. Yeah. But he looks like a legitimate yeah. 185 right now, 189. That's great. Like, he—I've never seen that man more muscular in my life. Now, is that going to inhibit his ability to— as far as his the flow of his hips, is it going to impede his skills as far as what he can do getting off the line? I don't know. But right now, uh, they want a way to get him on the field, whether it's at nickel or at corner, maybe at safety. Who knows? He's played all of those spots. Um, and they really like him. But He was probably going to start at nickel if not well, for yeah. that injury over Buki. He was going to get a ton of playing time. And so my question is, after... An injury like that, after what you've seen from Trey Brown and Jaden Davis and Buki, do you see him starting? Is he? In, I think if, he's
0: got a shot with P-Mont.
1: I mean, he, he's got a shot at
0: corner with P. leaving. I guess Jaden Davis would probably be the.
1: Got to say, you think he takes Jaden Davis? I spot? don't think
0: he takes Jaden Davis' spot, but I think he's <coughs> someone who you could potentially. You're going to use more than two cornerbacks this year. Yeah, of course. So Trey Norwood could theoretically be someone who works his way into that rotation, but I, I would imagine it would be more likely the nickel position.
1: That's fair. He's long. Yeah. Kind of like Julian Wilson. He's long. He's athletic. Now, granted, their depth at safety last year
0: was so concerning that they might choose to put him over over there. Right. Right. You never know. Because the options behind... DTY and Pat Fields are still very inexperienced. Of course they are. And Cradell, you're probably going to see him at nickel.
1: Yeah, I would I would expect Cradell and nickel. And then Justin Harrington coming in. Yeah, hopefully coming in. And then Alex Grinch said, you know, Juco players like, like Ellison and Perry and Winfrey and guys like Justin Harrington, you know, you're not recruiting Juco guys to sit on the sideline, he said. You're recruiting those guys to come in and play mm-hmm. immediately, which I thought was really interesting because... I'd not heard that from an OU defensive coach or an OU coach in general. Uh, but, like, when he said it, he meant it. So these dudes are coming in to get playing time. Justin Harrington is just another one. If he should be eligible, which he's supposed to be by summer with the Jugo guys when they delay things. You never things. know. You yeah. never know.
0: When you delay things, that's a bit of a red flag. But you never know.
1: But hopefully it would be huge if he could, Yeah, obviously. of course. And so, like, if he does come in, like, all of a sudden now you have experience um, in in that back end, and you now you're you're looking at places to plug players in where they may be most successful. So we'll see what happens. And also, Alex Grinch took a shot at Texas, which I thought was just wonderful. You know, he talks about the expectations at Oklahoma. You know, ten and two seasons is not what Oklahoma's about. He's like, it, it it's really you know, you call it all playoff. It's really about going and winning it all. And he said, some teams in the conference are going to uh, talk about having high expectations and they're going to lose five games. And I was like, oh, holy crap. I wonder who
0: he's talking about. I, yeah,
1: like like you know, high caliber teams talking about high expectations are going to go lose five games, but that's not the way it is at Oklahoma. And I just like jaw dropped. He completely like subtweeted Texas without name dropping them but that's, the, that's what you want to hear <laughs> out of an Oklahoma coach that's what you want to hear out of a fired up Alex Grinch you love that part of the game um, but man it's uh, really a lot of information after the first spring practice but not a lot you can get out of just the players because it's one practice they're in shoulder pads and shorts they're not going to do anything special um, you may not even get to see them during a the spring game who even knows at this point Um, but we're going to add to a break. After the break, we're talking about some basketball stuff, a couple of Twitter questions, and some other random things. Um, We'll check you guys in a second. Today's episode is brought to you by cars.com. All right, Jack. So, OU, on their own home court, they lose to Texas. It on, was on a, a little frustrating. On a really bad bank shot to close the game after. With
0: OU fans chanting Texas sucks before the free throws. Yeah. What the fuck were y'all thinking? I was there, and I was, like, yelling at people around me. Yeah. I was like, are, have you ever been to a basketball game before?
1: <laughs> I was like, don't tell me dude's going to miss Both of these just make one. And, of course, it's not the way it worked out. And then it became, like, a must-win at TCU. Um, And then, of course, they get down in a massive hole. At that point, I am beginning to contemplate
0: the future of Oklahoma basketball. Yeah, and you're, like, the head coach. And then Austin Reeves, uh, Greg Jennings, puts the team on his back. Fuck you, Gumby. Shout out there. Remember that video? Pretty cool. Yeah, just unbelievable... Like and I mean, and just like that, with that comeback, Oklahoma doesn't even have to worry about an NCAA tournament bid. Yeah, they're the three. They're seed. They're just in.
1: They're the three seed. They're three in. Seed in the Big Twelve. They're going to play West Virginia, who they've beaten twice somehow. Who's somehow, <laughs> despite it being a horrible matchup for them. Yeah, OU, of course. But they've been with on that huge
0: front court for West Virginia. That's good. Man- Manic
1: has been on. Do has been on during those games. Yeah. And, of course. Like. The TCU game early on, I was like, "Well, it looks like seven seed it is." And now it's, "Oh, here's a three seed." OK, yeah. OU is projected. I as stopped watching the, the game. I don't blame you. I yeah. think a lot of people did too. Like, why wouldn't you? <coughs> like, why wouldn't you stop watching? And then for a minute, I stopped watching too. And then I was like, "Okay, you know what? I gotta watch the rest of this train wreck, see how it happens." And like the last five minutes, I'm like side eyeing the TV and like I keep on looking. And I'm like no way i was like if this gets under 10 no way okay if this gets under seven maybe and then they just kept on going and brady manic too like back-to-back possessions just like catch and shoot i was like oh my god there's no way i was like austin austin reeves is about to pull up and try to win this game in regulation because they're gonna win in overtime because tcu's nearly fouled out uh so i was like well no, went in now or maybe in 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 overtime and of course pull up mid-range jumper just like everything at, at the end of that games went in he does the throat slash says it's over big 12 public was it even a throat slash
0: he he was sort
1: of like yeah. saying like shut it down yeah basically like, he's like it's done it's over and the Big 12 was like, we don't like throws... Now that's an year.
0: administrative overreaction right there, if yeah. you're wanting to look for an example of that. I
1: agree with that. I, th- I mean, he did say... See, here's the thing. He did say it's fucking over.
0: Yeah, that, I mean, whatever. of the camera's
1: caught his lips, but... Fine. Whatever. Whatever.
0: This is It's another example of Bob Bowlesby and the conference leadership making a mountain out of a molehill with in terms of a PR situation. Right. How many people outside of the Big 12 footprint, <laughs> knew about, had seen that video or anything.
1: Not, not many, very many. Not many.
0: But then you come out and acknowledge it and reprimand it, and then everyone sees it.
1: Yep. <sighs> smart. I, it's <laughs> Very smart. Have be. Some savvy
0: people running
1: this conference. So, Oklahoma, as of now, they play tomorrow... Um, so, by the time you've listened to this or about to listen to this, we'll so, uh, be playing West Virginia. And um, as of now, as far as uh, Lunardi, uh, or not Joe Lunardi, who's the bracketology guy? Is Joe Lunardi. Yes, yeah, Joe Lunardi. Joe Lunardi, and then Jerry Palm for CBS. That's right. Uh, for bracketology, uh, for Lunardi, they have OU in the LA region. Uh, and of course, you said the regional will be in Spokane. Well, that's one of the potential For now. Yeah, anyways. I mean, well,
0: I mean, it, it would probably still be in Spokane. Yeah, probably
1: but right, cuts Gazzag's number a, one seed. Maybe at a different venue. And they have them right now as a nine seed, actually playing uh, Arizona, who of course would be would would be the eight seed. Yeah. Do you think this team could beat Arizona? In the first I, I
0: think so. They've been pretty inconsistent, and they're, yeah. They, I I think they could. The
1: only could thing beat consistent Arizona. about this team is that. With the exception of the first half, and even even in the first half, of TCU they played good defense. Their offense is just wildly yeah. stupid and consistent because yeah. of the offense. Long and it's Kruger crazy runs. because
0: they have a lot of skilled players offensively. That's what makes it so frustrating. Uh,
1: yeah. Yeah, I have many. I have many things to say that I just I I feel like I've said them enough times. We've said it. We we both said it enough times about Long Kruger not running pick and rolls. Uh, or not many pick and rolls with skilled big men as far as Brady Manic and Christian Doolittle. It's just a waste of talent. Like how do yeah, you how do you not see and
0: th- giving guys? I mean, granted, it worked out with Reeves in this last game, but the previous yeah. seventeen or so games, it did not work out. Him having the perpetual green light. Yeah, I mean he's. I mean that's been a you know a huge problem with OU basketball over the past few years. Just sort of letting them go and play free i mean yeah, uh, that that yeah. that's great when you have a guy like buddy Hield oh, yeah. and an entire of course team that knows how to share the ball but there are certain instances in which they need a little bit of structure and i think this season is one of those of course of last course. season was also one of those i just think the previous season with trey young was also one of those and you didn't see enough of yeah. it and it cost them
1: i just think i just think of austin reeves is an underrated ball handler devian Harmon's a great. Oh, oh, Reeves has game. Yeah, that's does. for sure. devian Harmon is a great ball handler. Bienni mean, not so much. He's getting. He's there. a safe
0: ball handler though. He and, doesn't make yeah. mistakes. And
1: then you have bigs like Brady Manic, who has really been more than impressive this year when he's on. He's done a lot more down low than I yeah, thought he'd be able to. He's uh, been a I, little. I, he showed a little bit said, more toughness, especially yeah, holding up down low. And then Christian Doolittle, who's just money around the basket and in the paint. How do you how do you not run pick and pops and pick and rolls every possession just looking for something to be there because something would be there and instead they you know they they screen slide the guy to a mismatch and they just go uh, and and some nights it's just fantastic for them and some nights as we've seen it's uh, abysmal and then just some nights Austin Reeves will go off and win the game for you 40, 41 points I believe right forty one unbelievable yeah. uh, but that's Kind of done for some shooty hoops. Um, some A couple of Twitter questions, both related to corona, one with beer, one with virus. And I thought they were th- pretty thoughtful. Uh, he says, Josh Reyes says, do we ban fans in the stands because of coronavirus or do we just flat out cancel that game?
0: I mean, I feel like banning fans in the stands is enough, but it, at the same time, the way that the uh, current climate and perception is trending, I yep. wouldn't be surprised if they go with the latter
1: or as you just saw with the NBA when yeah. player players literally just tested positive yeah. before the game I, I and they had to cancel it.
0: Yeah, there's a little bit of panic going around right now. Like so. Royce
1: like we just talked about during the break, Royce Young tweeting out like, you know, Chris Paul going to the bench for Utah and saying like, "Hey, where's Rudy Gobert?" and everybody's screaming at him to get away from the bench because Rudy Gobert tested positive for coronavirus before the game. And now the Thunder locker room, they are all being tested. New tweet from Royce Young, by the
0: (laughs) way. I've been told that Rudy Gobert was never at the arena tonight. But he was in OKC. Hmm. So, uh, on one hand, (laughs) he, uh, you know, wasn't in the arena. Maybe didn't infect any players. On the other hand, did he attend... Did he patronize any establishments in Oklahoma City throughout the day? Exactly. Places that I like to go, perhaps? Exactly. Hmm.
1: So, and it's just like all the players, uh, the OKC players and the jazz players in the locker rooms are being tested for coronavirus as we speak right now, probably. Uh, they haven't been let out. They've been quarantined. It, it's just, un- it's unbelievable. And so, like, I think people ma- will motion to flat out cancel the games. Yeah. Um. Girth Brooks, which is a great name. I love. I love that he is a regular in the Twitter yeah, questions. Girth Brooks says, "I'll say what everyone else is thinking. What do you think about the Corona beer virus? I think we've talked enough about what we think about it." He says, "Can putting <laughs> condoms so. on your fingers prevent you from getting the coronally transmitted diseases?" I mean, it's worth a shot. I mean, I think covering your hands might be a good idea, actually. Yeah. So, uh, sure, can't hurt to sure. try on that one. Anyways, uh, OU recently hosted some big names in the recruiting world on the on campus for football. You've got guys like Kamar Wheaton, Bryce Foster, Caleb Williams. Two of these three guys, and I'm just saying this with just like not definite definitively like it'll it will be that way, but by national signing day, two of these three guys will be five-star kids. And OU for Kamar Wheaton Bryce Foster and Caleb Williams is in a really, really great spot for all three of these guys. I mean, Caleb Williams, him and Lincoln Riley seemed to see eye to eye on several things. He said he felt like he had gotten a lot of things cleared up with Lincoln Riley as far as kind of what a plan would be. Uh, Bryce Foster, he attended practice with uh, fathery, I I can't remember his, his first name, um, but he attended practice with Fathery e today or yesterday, and um, with Orlando Brown, with uh, uh, oh why am I Cody Ford, and they, they really liked the intensity and thought you know this these these are the guys that could get me to the next level, and of course Kamar Wheaton, a running back that Oklahoma, basically was looking at Demarco Murray and saying go get this kid, this is the reason why we hired you on staff, you you and Travion Henderson essentially. And so Oklahoma is in a good position to get Kamar Wheaton, Bryce Foster, and Caleb Williams. And man, if they can get Caleb Williams on board in the summer or before the spring, if they can get them for the, the dominoes spring, the Dominos will game, begin to fall recruiting wise. They'll fall after that. so fast, just like they did with Spencer. It's what you saw, Rattler. yeah,
0: exactly, with Rattler, and then all those receivers came <clears> on board.
1: So. Without a spring game, possibly, we don't know what would happen. But it, once you get the quarterback on board, especially if it's a five-star quarterback, everything seems to fall into place. It's typically how it works. It's typically just what happens with these alpha guys as your five-star quarterbacks. I mean, you saw with Rattler. You saw it with a lot of other guys, um, Justin Fields, even though he transferred, and other other players. Um, Perry and Winfrey, man, and Joshua Kelly, they're running with the ones Uh, Not Joshua Kelly, but uh, Jordan Kelly, excuse me.
0: Kind of by default.
1: They're running with the ones that knows uh, without DTY. Woody Washington is actually running his spot, seemingly. uh, In spring, of course, it's only one practice. You're going to see so much. You're going to see so much movement. Um, But any of this this surprise you at all? Oh, not really. No, yeah. I mean, because Kelly was expected to be... Winfrey
0: and Kelly, I mean, they lost... uh... Gallimore, Overton, and FamaTu, FamaTau, and And, I mean they literally had to bring in two Juco guys, Winfrey and Ellison, Ellison. and I guess Kelly is ahead of Ellison in the pecking order. So I mean this is all. And and
1: Kelly was expected to. Yeah, he he was going to contribute
0: last year, if not for the injury.
1: And then you have uh, Corey Roberson, who's a little bit lighter. That'll probably contribute. Just have a lot of guys. But Winfrey has been your de facto one, and Kelly's been rotating in with them. Woody Washington uh, running the ones at safety, do you think that's going to stick, or do you think that might be a thing Who where... the hell
0: knows if that'll stick. Do you, th-
1: do you think that'd be a thing where Justin Harrington comes in and I, maybe takes that I, I would say spots?
0: not to judge Woody Washington too much on what happened. Course, in, because he was course. thrust into a situation in which he, he shouldn't should not have been thrust. I agree. I mean, he's someone who didn't even play enough last year to burn his redshirt year. He's a redshirt freshman this year. Of course. So, I mean, and he's going to have an entire offseason to sharpen his skills and (coughs) get on the same page with everyone. So, I I mean, he's obviously a talented kid. He's someone that everyone was high on coming in. So, we'll see.
1: This was something that we wrote it. We wrote it. I wrote to talk about before the podcast even started. And I said, the NBA may stop having fans altogether or take a long hiatus on the season. Well, that has since changed within the last 10 minutes. So when Jack says, hey, when you're listening to this podcast, these dominoes, they fall differently. And they, some things that we say are, might be really different. Some things we say or predict or suggest might be totally accurate. It's just this: is, we're here podcasting and we even mentioned maybe stopping and waiting another week just to like see what would happen. Um but yeah uh it looks like the NBA is on hiatus for a minute and we don't know why. Well, we know why but we don't know for how long, excuse me. But the XFL Are you still watching the XFL? Um Or did you ever start watching the XFL? Uh, I mean I've
0: casually tuned in for like a few minutes on That's a few fair. occasions. I was down in Houston with a couple of my friends a couple weeks weekends ago and they're obsessive football fans who watch the NFL Network all the time and stuff like that. So they can't get enough football. So I watched uh, the Dallas-Houston game with them last right. week. And, uh,
1: that Houston team is actually pretty good. They're,
0: they, yeah, P.J. Walker can actually play. I would, I would he's, someone who, he's someone who, at the quarterback position, is probably going to
1: continue to Go get a shot. To he's to someone NFL. who...
0: He had a lot of scout team, op- steam, ah, scout team opportunities. And I know, in the NFL, Rus- so. I think it
1: was Russell Wilson that suggested him to somebody, and that was like, "Hey, he's played here," or somebody in uh, some organization. Sorry, like, not
0: scout team practice squad. It's the NFL. And, so.
1: and Landry Jones, of course, is hurt, but has thrown several interceptions every game. Uh, but really, Houston's. Honestly, Houston's really the only good team, and the PJ Washington's the one driving that train. Uh, but it's it's you know it's football. But like along again, along with this coronavirus stuff, <laughs> less and less fans. I think less and less fans are showing up strictly just because of that. I mean. I mean, well, I don't think it's strictly because of that.
0: I think partially I think it's people
1: are losing interest. As I, well. Yeah,
0: people are also losing interest a little bit. You saw the same thing with the AAF. Unless you're
1: Houston, yeah,
0: <clears throat> but
1: but yeah, XFL. I mean, it's football and it's spring. People will tune in. That's the way I feel about it. I thought there was a really funny on tweet on on Twitter today. Man, I'm I'm my brain is scrambled right now. Thinking about a lot of things um Oklahoma they do you see a screenshot in the practice practice facility excuse me and they hung a banner with it says oh three-time college football playoff you know makers or whatever they made it this many times 2015 17 and 18 um and um people were like are we really hanging banners for being losers now and then Red Dirt Sport, you know, friend of the pod, is a good guy says, Oklahoma made the College Football Playoff three times with Mike Stoops as the defensive coordinator. That's banner worthy. Don't at me. And like
0: he makes he makes a point. He makes a
1: good point. It's a it's a it's a hilarious point. And also, so Obo, who's with the Rams, quoted him and said, Mike Stoops, one of the best coaches I've ever had. Wish y'all put some respect on his name.
0: That ship has sailed. And then, I'm sorry. I, I I mean, there are a lot of people who respect him, but it, it's very clear that he was the wrong person for the job at that point in time.
1: One of the, There's no debating that. One of the next tweets is from Tony Jefferson. <laughs>
0: Replying to Oboe, <laughs> yes, bro, Oboe with the laughing gif of Ray Liotta yep, in Goodfellas. Good Goodfellas.
1: Yeah, that's so good. So good. That's he pe- is someone who... That timing is just immaculate. His beefs with Mike Stoops are noteworthy. Of course, they are. There are
0: a lot of rumors there, whether or not Mike Stoops tried to tarnish his name and to basically NFL trash his draft status, and just to spite him for leaving. Yeah. Um, then obviously, Mike Stoops had his decisions that he made personnel wise defensively in 2012. Man. Basically. Those odd formations that basically allowed Tavon Austin to uh, you mean break four, records
1: four down linemen and the rest are DBs.
0: That was uh, a move.
1: <laughs>
0: that was odd.
1: Oh man, you gotta love it. But that that interaction was just too good between. You would think he would have learned his oboe, lesson like a quarter into DGF. that game,
0: but he was like, you know what, we're <clears> just gonna keep just rolling gonna roll with this. It. It's you know, work. it will work eventually. I mean, Tavon Austin is running for 80 yards on every play, but eventually the players will figure it pick out. up the slack and no. execute the way that I want them to.
1: It didn't. And, and he in maybe are the problem. The last podcast we mentioned, we he because it was on like Football Scoop or whatever it was where they announced all the coaching hires. That he was likely on his way to Kentucky with his brother Mark, and now he looks. He's Mike is staying as a. A Coffee gutter in Alabama, quality guy at <laughs> Alabama. It's interesting. Maybe he's waiting for a bigger job, or maybe he's waiting for a job not with his brothers because maybe the, the, the maybe the Kentucky
0: administration put the kibosh on it. You never
1: know. It's possible. Who knows? But do we do we do we have any bachelor updates? Is what I'm asking about <sighs> next.
0: Well, I mean, I've, you, heard, a you, you, I've heard a lot of drama lately. I've seen the memes of old Barb. Yes, I've the seen mother memes of Peter. Old Barb. Peter is a. Person whose judgment is questionable at best. You can sort of see where he gets that from. His mother is a moron, clearly. <laughs> um I think she's obviously milking her 15 minutes of fame with all the crying and stuff like that, and her protests of old oh, what's her face, Madison, who is basically this like person who seemingly is without flaw, some you know, SEC Southern Bell type. Mm -hmm. Dad is an assistant basketball coach at Auburn She doesn't drink I I, I frankly, obviously that isn't for everyone But I don't understand why a parent would have an issue with that Right, yeah I I don't know It's very odd It was was an odd season of The Bachelor And I, granted, take that with a grain of salt Because it is the only season of The Bachelor I've ever watched Mm -hmm. But I've been told that it was a strange season of The Bachelor And I believe it
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've heard a lot of drama lately. And- but
0: anyway, there is rumor of a conspiracy theory that he Uh-oh. is actually dating someone who he had eliminated Hey-yo. previously in the show. I, for- I The name escapes me. I'm going to get in trouble for forgetting the name here.
1: Uh, but yeah, yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting, man. Uh, but... I I think I have nothing else to say for this podcast because my brain is spinning like crazy. Do you have anything to say other than your plans for the weekend? Oh, I mean... I have spring break coming up, so I'm... Oh, I'm, there you go. I, Are I'm, you going to go anywhere? Bro, no. I'm I'm hermiting my ass in my house. Yeah. And I'm going to play the new battle royale version of call of duty i'm just gonna, okay i'm just gonna quarantine myself for a week i've never been a big call of duty guy okay. I, i'm just i'm just not
0: good at first person well, shooters same, i like games same. like gta 5 or red dead redemption where oh, you can lock game, on the pistol. Games. yeah lock, even in a moving car or a horse great game you can lock on to someone
1: see i i'm i've always How you not enjoy that been garbage at first person shooter games but when my buddies like hit me up and want to play I don't want to be like I don't want to be the one that they carry, so like I practice by myself. So I've been getting better, and so instead of getting a zero kills or like one kill just from hiding, like now it's like a matter of like getting the proper equipment and headsets, and it's like actually actively practicing. So I've been getting better. So I'm hermiting my ass in my house for a week quarantine. I got plenty of water, toilet paper, yada yada. Got dry foods. I'm I'm, I'm set for at least another. Week and a half, two weeks before I have to go to Sam's Club again.
0: I was at Sam's Club yesterday. I hadn't been there in a Same. long time. Hell, it's, it's hell yeah, on earth. But anyway, going to a birthday party on Friday, and then going to a wedding on Saturday. So basically, going to be with large crowds throughout the weekend. Oh God, be, be keep me in your thoughts and prayers. I guess. I'll be, I don't know, maybe all the alcohol I drink will eliminate the threat of the coronavirus. They did say
1: more alcohol in your system did deter it a little bit. Mm,
0: well, we'll have to put
1: that to the test, I guess. So, yep, I'll be just chilling, uh, playing video games and hermiting, and you'll be in large crowds, but also maybe consuming alcohol to deter maybe yeah, this virus. Yes, there we go. Virus. So maybe we'll both stay safe and different and very different distinct different ways it's
0: going to be i mean and speaking of the ncaa tournament obviously it's going to be so 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 surreal you're going to see the one shining moment video without fans in the crowd <laughs> but you get to I- and, and see here's another <clears throat> thing OU, their fans don't travel for basketball At all.
1: It'll be home game every game for them.
0: The only times you see that is if OU is playing either in Oklahoma City or Dallas, and they're like a high seed. Yep. In those cases, they have rolled out, but they're not going to travel to Spokane, Washington, which is a possibility. They don't even travel to Norman. Here's the thing. They, if they somehow get past the first round Mm. in that hypothetical scenario, if they end up like in Spokane matched up with uh, Gonzaga as the one seed after the first round, Gonzaga is going to have the same number of people in that arena as Oklahoma. That's correct. So it sort of levels the playing field. And what if, like, Oklahoma, say, goes to St. Louis? Or is Cleveland one of the venues? I think so. I think so. And they (laughs) end up facing, uh, let's say OU ends up being like a 10 seed or something and beats the 7 seed and ends up playing 2 seed Kentucky. In one of those venues. Kentucky's mm-hmm. going to have 125 people just like Oklahoma does.
1: In 125 points. Instead
0: of Big Blue <laughs> Nation taking over the entire arena.
1: It's true. It's Kentucky true. would wax Oklahoma, of but course. still. And nobody would be there to see us. It was like it yeah. didn't happen.
0: Yeah.
1: Pretty interesting time. Interesting time. Very times interesting time. The, the Buffalo
0: in. Wild Wings corporate people are probably having a party right oh, now.
1: Yes, they are. So interesting.
0: Yeah, it's, it's odd. I'm definitely going to be hitting up some establishments during March Madness. You ever been to Chalk up in uh, Chisholm Creek? I haven't heard, It's a really heard cool I've sports heard good, bar.
1: For good things.
0: It is awesome. Definitely a great place for March Madness. They've got like 100 TVs in there. Oh, hell And yeah. this is not a. That sounds thing. wonderful. This is just a place. It's a love. place,
1: yeah. Oh, man. i got to check it out then.
0: Yeah, definitely. Far from more, but.
1: Well, <laughs> oh, but it's bit worth of it. of a
0: hike for you, yeah. but not a hike for
1: me. So that's worth it, though. But, all right, guys. Well,. Go ahead and follow us on uh, You know it's brought to you guys by SB Nation. We'll be turning out more things. I'll actually have a lot more time to actually post something I promised Jack I'd post two weeks ago. Now that I'm off work and uh, hermiting in my house, I forgot about that. I, I, I didn't. You I, could I, I have just understand.
0: not mentioned it and uh-huh. stopped working oh, on it. I would have forgot. Then
1: I got the flu and it was just it went bad from there. But you can call. You can follow Jack at CC Machine or his personal kind of Jerry Larry Shields. I'm at K Morabi and CCM. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play. Please give us a five-star review. We'd really appreciate it. And last but not least, stay stape out there, guys. So that's it.